this is Atharva and this is Ashlesha we are here today with someone very special from our college before introducing him from our point of view we'd like to know what he has done uh, what i have done if you are asking uh, with respect to what the work which i have done over the years no so first we would like to know what your background and where you come from okay uh, fine uh, you know strictly uh, geographically i come from kerala a place called travancore south of kerala uh, the place i i did my first 10 years of schooling in two schools one to five in my own village and the other one about a kilometer and a half or 2 kilometers away uh, all the 10 years in malayalam medium that's my mother tongue and then i did a two years of pre degree and later i did a bsc uh, in wadia college pune and uh, did a masters in mathematics from pune university while i was completing my masters in mathematics pune university's first batch of computer science we called it a bsc applied computer science it was a post graduate degree of one year i did that and then worked at the pune university for two years because uh, we had a, an icl 1904 which is a third generation mainframe machine i was in love with that machine in the sense the operating system was called george 3 that george is g e o r g general organizational environment so it's not the name of a person it's more like an acronym so i wanted to work on that and then came over to the sndt university i joined there as a programmer i i always wanted to live in uh, computing and uh, i joined there and in within one year uh, we uh, when i joined i was alone all by myself so i was my own boss then later we hired people and i established a team for myself and uh, we worked with uh, nelco that is a company now it's almost they became milito later it's a data company we had their uh, uh, nelco system s64 also that's called that time but if i narrate the configuration of it and the cost of it you will jump out of your chair <laughs> so let your ears rise up tech gigs this is coming for you see it was a kind of multi user machine actually it's on a uh, round robin basis let's say all the four of us are connected to that machine we are on one terminal so they are dumb terminals they are not like uh, the again today's uh, uh, terminal dumb terminal means that terminal only does interacting with the uh, the main uh, that main machine it cannot understand anything more whereas the today's uh, desktops are very very different and the terminal only just like this terminal and the keyboard that's it it was connected to the system sitting somewhere else for terminals so if four of us are working it gives me some time actually i'm i'm talking more of operating system than else uh, maybe one tenth of a second it goes to you it goes to you it goes to you and it comes back to me so that was the kind of system we had and with that four uh, terminals plus the you will be shocked the main memory i had initially was 364 kilobytes 364 kilobytes okay. and the the hard disk which i had was 
MB, not 40 GB, 720 kilobytes floppy drive. We also had a uh, cartridge drive primarily for taking backup. A line printer which was about uh, 350 lines per minute in ideal situations. All these together cost 7,89,500 rupees. So, you know, this is what happens when you talk to someone who is elder to you and who has seen generations of progress. So, we compare what they used to work with and what sort of work they did to now what we are working with and what sort of work we are doing. So, this is great actually. See, people like me. I Sometimes I feel sad for uh, young students like you all for one thing. See, you are suddenly put in somewhere. You have no idea from where you come. And as a result, it's not very easy for young students to visualize where they are going. Whereas I, I, I consider myself immensely fortunate, especially having uh, gone into technology when it was just kind of uh, coming up yeah. in India. And uh, although it started on a mainframe, but you know, all these transitions have taken place in the last 30 years. So I have seen technology or mostly, I mean, computer and IT technology growing. So I am not at all disturbed when something new happens because it is the only way. Gradual upgrading. So what I would like to say is ease of access of information has somewhere degraded uh, because what I think is my dad always used to tell me that he used to refer two to three books for a particular topic and then he would write down notes what he thinks was useful. So somewhere gaining knowledge from different sources was a big task which essentially built up the mind and gave, gave them the idea from where to look as a source for some sort of answer. So do you think that is a problem? I completely agree with you. See, you have today and information overload with so much of it. So, you know, that is that has created its own problems. Uh, whereas uh, a generation before, we had to hunt for. See, now today if I have to take a lecture on something which I am not familiar, where do I go? I would immediately go to Google. Whereas, I, I can tell you in 1997, suddenly overnight, uh, uh, I was asked where I could teach uh, database management. I have attended courses, I have done this and I had to teach to the third year of uh, uh, MCA students and they were all very bright and I know if they are, if I go and waste their time, they will ask Matthew sir what is this and they don't expect from me. Believe me for a one hour of lecture I have prepared night after night, day after day on an average for 20 hours for an hour of lecture and there were three to four uh, good classical bo books and uh, I would go through them. I never referred that time to any Indian author because that time I didn't have much respect for Indian authors. Uh, I agreed to do this teaching course when I was asked that was because suddenly they had to replace a, uh, a teacher because the students didn't want that person and so I was asked where would you do it. I said give me uh, 24 hours. I took the syllabus which I was very familiar. I took four books, went to our uh, reference section of the library. I sat there for about uh, I don't know how many hours, two days I think. Then marked from the on the syllabus like our concept library uh, concept inventory i can show you a copy of it till today i have a copy upstairs of that mark which chapter for this part from which book 
uh, which chapter from this book, the whole syllabus was covered. And then I knew I was confident I can teach. So I got a printout of copies and gave to all the students. This is the way we are going to discuss. And uh, you, you, I, I said I would suggest that you all go through this and we had all the books, go through it and come back. And now coming back to this uh, problem of, uh, see, I had to struggle. So it had its advantage, but then there is also one thing. If things are easily available, why we should struggle? So uh, I would like to add a point. Uh, how exactly we as students should maintain that balance, wherein our faculties accept expect that we deliver whatever they have asked in a fixed amount of time, as well as we students want to go deep into a topic and study it, which would take time. So how should we maintain that balance that we deliver on time as well as we get maximum out of the topic? See, uh, there is a kind of disconnect in the sense there is so much expected of you and coping with that has got its own uh, problems. One. Second is that uh, I think I told you about uh, kind of helping people to uh, start thinking. There is another very, very important thing is to develop some level of curiosity and it's very important believe me I, I, I'm a person who has got I tell people I have an interest in a million things and I, I only wish that we could uh, uh, train our students or you know help them to become curious about things I mean genuinely curious I want to know why this wall is dark no it's as simple as that why is that on this piece of marble there are some places white patches, some places, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of coming. Can we train young students, I mean people like you all, actually I said, no, you are all late. <laughs> but uh, see, if we make a 10th standard kid or a 5th standard child or a 3 year old, develop that kind of curiosity. Why the stars shine? You know, those kind of things. I don't know whether we can teach them, but you know, we should be able to help students to ask very, very fundamental questions. And it's not that I ask you a question and give me an answer. No, go and find it out yourself. Yes, help them how to go about. That's it. So, which brings me to my question. Now, since you're talking about curiosity about things, uh, so since our college has top-end professors in every field you go, do you think are they somewhere lacking in creating that curiosity in our students? Uh, frankly, I cannot answer that. Reason being, uh, I have not sat in their uh, lectures, so I cannot really answer. But I can tell you what I would do, see normally... Uh, if in case, like, sorry to interrupt you, but if in case you, like I come from an IT background, and you came as a, a professor to maybe a surprise lecture on something, maybe cryptography as you have done a lot of work into it, so how would you generate curiosity into students related to that topic? See, normally, I, uh, my style is, uh, I tell stories, I also ask uh, questions and sometimes, you know, comparing, I can tell you, since you are an IT person, I would ask, uh, uh, I have taught a course called uh, Computers for uh, Management Students, Postgraduate Management Students. Some of them may have an engineering background, but it's a general course for all across. Now, I would say, do you think that computers have got uh, any limitation? And uh, then people will come, sir, no limitation. Okay, wonderful. But then sometimes they'll say that there are limitations. Now, then I start telling about the limitations. 
I said, with all these limitations, do you think that anybody will buy this equipment? How do you circumvent that? Then show, go back to a little bit of mathematics and show how all these things can be done. For example, you would know that you cannot deal with them, I'm telling you, then link it with the, the machine limitations. If you are talking about an 8-bit machine, only this much can be handled. If you are talking about a 16, you know what is the meaning of 8-bit machine, 16-bit machine? That means the, the processor size. The processor is 16 bits, that's all, it's physical, or 32 bits. Today we have got, a, I'm sure that this machine must be 64 bit. Yeah, you know, on a 64, I'll take smaller numbers so you'll understand. So if you have a 4 bit machine, the largest integer you can store is 15, 2 raised to 4 minus 1. Why minus 1? Because 1 configuration is taken for 0. So 0 to 15 is 16, 2 raised to 4 is 16. So if you have a 64 bit machine, the largest integer you can choose uh, store is 2 raised to 64 minus 1. Now what is 2 raised to 64 minus 1 we can't fathom, right? But I see how, why I am saying, you know, how to simplify things. 2 raised to 30 is a billion. So 2 raised to 60 can be 2 raised to 30 into 2 raised to 30. So that's a billion, billion. 2 raised to 4 is 16. So 16 billion, billion minus 1 is the largest integer. So, I mean, I don't want to go into so much of technology. I can tell you how many decimal digits in simple words. If you cut it by about, uh, see, if you, uh, let's make life a little simpler. Make it 66 bits. Approximately 3 plus bits is required for one decimal digit. Average. So, that means in order to express a 64 bit integer, you need a 22 20, uh, about 23 decimal number. So, if I write a 23 decimal number number on the board, it is your uh, 16, 64-bit uh, machine. <laughs> that is the largest integer. You can't store anything more than that. Clear? And then you start talking about uh, the, the other aspects. So, you know, it's this, this is my style of doing things. Like kind of, so I don't know where it interests people. So far, uh, Nobody has thrown, <laughs> thrown chapels at me. <laughs> so, that is the, the, you know, we all develop our, our own, see, we also imitate to some extent, consciously or otherwise, the best teachers you have had. We, we all do that. I mean, I, I'm, I, I love people who can speak well. And when people speak, I listen. And people tell stories, I listen. And you know, I have been, I have traveled with uh, many of the senior people when we are just two people, you know what I do? I tell them, sir, sir please tell me some stories. <laughs> they are uh, either academics or social life or uh, things which are uh, interesting. I can tell you wonderful stories which I have heard from people. <laughs> what education further qualification did you have at Pune? See, when I left Pune University, my qualification was an MSc in Mathematics and a BSc in Applied Computer Science. I came over to SNDT. I made one statement to uh, my own friend and colleague in Pune. I said, Mukherjee, I think I will do a PhD in 10 years. So just kind of random statement. Then uh, uh, I didn't have any clue how I would. When I came to, I joined SNDT Women's University as a programmer. So the university was very keen that I should do some higher studies. Somehow the VC had some plans for me and uh, so she said, you have to do some higher studies. I said, yes. I went to IIT Bombay, I went to TIFR, I went to Bombay University. They would always show me some rule because of which I can't do a PhD. And I wanted a PhD only in computer science. I didn't want to do anything else. They said, if you want, you can register for MSc mathematics and all that. I was not interested. So then I kind of gave up on PhD. 
I just forget it. But I was also always interested in doing something in economics and finance. So I had an access to BRC like any one of the scientists there. Every three months I had to renew my pass. I could go to any section of BRC, I could go to the library, I could work on the machines, I could go to the canteen, eat food, whatever. And you know, internal transport or the BRC, I don't know how many of you have been there. It's a seven kilometers campus, seven kilometers from one gate to the other gate. So uh, I had access to everything. So I was kind of happy. The reason is that you are getting so much of exposure. Why? Second thing is that uh, you are dealing with so many serious people. And that's the kind of excitement which brings, you know. And plus, I was creating a system, I was solving problems, I was uh, establishing a team, all that, you know, when you are that young, it kind of excites you. And then, you know, you also had, I knew that I won't be lasting there for long, but you don't do something and throw halfway and say, this is my resignation. That is not professionalism. And that, I went to start my uh, finance management from NMIMS. When it was getting over, which plan came with this PhDO. Uh, I said, wow, this is the best that can happen. <laughs> so that is the kind of a transition. Okay. So what role do you play in a college when it comes to academics or everything around it? Um, what role? You see, you know, are you aware that uh, we have got uh, A grade in uh, See, I, I was very lucky, very, very fortunate, I should tell you. The time I entered here, uh, eight officially I joined, but I needed some time to kind of uh, clear off from the prior place. I came here, I think we started a full time on 22nd May, this 2000. That was the week the NBA activity was going on. So what I jumped on to immediately was that uh, NBA of the computer engineering. The going through the report and correcting and editing and all that's what I did for eight days. So on the 30th or the first June, we submitted it. So I kind of got involved, I got to know people and uh, that was a contribution. And then uh, pretty soon after that, uh, Basusara had said that we'll be going for NBA and uh, sorry, uh, yeah, NAC. And he had asked me to, if you ask me last 18 months from uh, October 2017 to uh, this March 2019, I was busy with the, uh, this NAC uh, preparation of the report. And plus, you know, we have uh, looked at, we have uh, created a few ideas. You are, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the SIG, that special interest groups, then your meditation in the class, you almost got evolved. Uh, I've also play, played a small part in these things, mostly the, that's uh, it. Uh, what I wanted to ask is what sort of advantages we as students would get now that our college has been accredited? Yes, uh, very good. You know, as a student, especially uh, the industry would respect you when you go for a job and you say that uh, I, my department is accredited by the because most of them are uh, aware of it. Now, for example, I know a company like TCS, when, you know, if you want them to come to your campus for interviews and all that, for a campus recruitment, they'll give you a long form. I'll ask, are you accredited, this, that, I've gone through all these exercises, that's the reason. So, you would surely be respected. Now, how do you, by merely saying that, uh, 
NAC accredited or NBA accredited, immediately it doesn't, how do you sell that? Then if you say that my department is uh, accredited, then there is a certain elevated expectation from you. So how do these two things match? And if your statement and if your, uh, what you bring to the table are kind of matching, then you are in. Compared to now, let's say there is another, uh, another person also on almost identical things, you have an advantage. That plus, if you are those of you who go for higher studies abroad, by all means, it has got an advantage. So that's the, these are things, you know, which people should be able to market themselves using these advantages. Let's say I am applying for a B school or MBA degree after I am done with my engineering. Do you think it is important after I am done with engineering that I should go for a work experience for at least one year? If you ask me for a management, I always, always keep telling people who are serious about doing management, go pick up some work experience for one or two years. And when you go for a, a management interview also after your qualification and so on, people would respect you. Plus, management, you need to have a certain level of maturity. See, somebody who is coming plus 20, plus 2, 22, and somebody comes with uh, uh, 28. See, that physical, uh, mental maturity is very important because management is about decisions. How do you make decisions? Somebody who is not exposed to anything, uh, uh, you know, they really can't. I would respect somebody who has got some work experience. What is the best investment a student at this point can do on himself? Apart from getting his degrees. Try and become a good public speaker. One. For that, you need to do just one simple thing. Learn to listen to your voice. This is my pet phrase for everybody. What if someone wants to go for cybercrime? Like it is a vast field. It is very popular now. It's gaining numbers and numbers of people who are interested in the field after the engineering and everything. But then some guidance on how to go about it after once engineering is complete. See, cyber crime, when you talk about you want to go on the legal side of it or you want to go on the technology side of it, these things matter. <clears throat> if you are planning, if you are going to do uh, talk about the technology side, I would suggest uh, start looking up uh, uh, cryptography and those kind of things from let's say 1975. You know, in our library, cryptography is almost like uh, 50 years old. It was, but I'm talking about uh, see 1977, if I'm not mistaken, the the public public key cryptography started. Yes. You know, in our library, there are 11 volumes. I had collected something like, I don't know, 300 or 400 original papers. I mean original papers by people who did the original work. All those papers where we had classified it and put it into volumes 1 to 14. And uh, we made three copies, three sets that time in 1995 when I submitted my thesis. One set was in the MCST library, one set was with me, one set was with my guide. We both of us individuals, but the library won't part with it. After I joined here, I told Vasu, sir, sir, there's such a valuable uh, collection. Because today, 
nobody will be able to, even I won't be able to go to the original sources and get because uh, times have changed. That time I had access to TIFR library, IIT library, I had uh, my own professor in Pune University was doing a cryptography research, so he had journals, all that was collected. Vasisar said immediately, I told him went to SIDAC library and told them that I wanted to make a copy of it. We made again three sets. Vasisar said, you, uh, he paid the money and I got it done. It is in the library, go and have a look at it. Just turn the pages. On then I asked Mr. Manning, 13 volumes. So, you know, why I'm telling is that too, if you are serious about the cryptography and cyber, because if you don't understand, um, uh, um, there are a lot of things have happened in the last 10, 15 years. So, you need to have a reasonably good understanding why things work, you know, steganography, image processing, all these things are uh, important if you are going to look at the technology side of it. If you are going to look at the law side of it, then you should do a, uh, a law degree. Now, a law, formerly a law, yes, yes. See, what is happening is that uh, we cannot, uh, law is a very, very important uh, aspect of our life. If you ask me, every day I read uh, newspapers, whatever I see about uh, court judgment or uh, amendment or whatever happens with respect to legal side, I read it. I, I keep telling people, you know, a lawyer should have a criminal's mind and a criminal should have a lawyer's mind. And if you are in academics, people like me used to have a bowl. <laughs> you have bowl. <laughs> so, it's just that. <laughs> That's pretty much it, sir. Uh, it was great experience talking to you and we had lots, of, lots and lots of information. And we were, from this point, we are clear that what and how we should proceed towards obtaining our goals. So good, all the best to all the best to all the three of you. It's wonderful, nice chatting with you. <laughs> Thank you.